Lesson number 66, Surah An-Nisa, ayah number 148 to 162. Just number 6. لا يحب الله الجهر بالسوئي Allah does not like the public mention of evil. من القول in speech. إلا except من ظلم one who has been wronged. وكان الله سميعا عليما and Allah is ever hearing and knowing. لا يحب الله Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He doesn't love something. What is that thing that He does not like? Which He does not appreciate? He does not appreciate الْجَهْرَ بِالسُّوءِ مِنَ الْقَوْلِ What does الْجَهْرُ mean? الْجَهْرُ is from جِيم هَا رَا And the word جَهْرُ is to do something or to say something openly, publicly. An action or a word that is done openly so that people see it, people hear it, they witness it, it's not hidden. One is an action that you do behind closed doors. Another is an action that a person does on the street. One is a word that a person says under his breath. And the other is a word which a person says out loud. Okay? So out loud, in the street, openly, what is that? Jahr. Okay? And this is both in words as well as in action. Likewise, there could be some words that you say in your head. Are they hidden? Yes, they are. But once you say them, even if you whisper them to an individual, they have been let out. That is also jahr. Okay? So Allah does not like al-jahr bisu. He does not like that evil is expressed, it is said openly, publicly, before people, in front of them. Whether it is whispered, or it is announced, or it is yelled, no matter what tone it is, if it is said out, Allah does not like it. Allah does not like al-jahr bisu. Min al-qawl, of speech in particular, meaning of all the words, the public mention of evil, okay, meaning openly saying bad words is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not like. Now words, speech is of two kinds. One is good and one is bad. Correct? And every word is either a good word or a bad word. And even if a word is neutral, then it is either inclined towards being good or it is inclined towards being bad. Okay? What do we learn in the hadith? That if a person wants to say something good, then he should say it. Right? This is the gist of the hadith. And if he doesn't want to say something good, then what should he do? فَلْيَسْمُتْ Then he should be silent. So either say something good or be silent. Why be silent? Because if you say bad words, that's something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not like. Now, what are the ways? What are the different forms rather of bad words? The different forms of bad words are many. Firstly, for example, using bad words, swearing, foul speech. Okay. Likewise, bad words includes yelling at someone in anger. Okay. Bad words includes what else? Raise your hand. Think about it. Hmm? Backbiting. Backbiting. Talking bad about someone behind their back. What else? How about mocking at someone? Whether in front of them or behind them. Isn't that included in bad words? Yes. How about insulting someone? Whether it is before them or behind them. That is bad words, right? So there are different forms of bad words. Arguing with someone. And argument is something that happens. But arguing in a way that is not appropriate. Such as that a person yells or that a person raises his voice in a very harsh manner, or that a person speaks in a very harsh tone. Okay? All of this is what? Su min al It is evil speech. So when this is said out openly, it is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not like. Okay? So if Allah does not like it to be done openly, does this mean that a person can do it privately? Behind closed doors? Or in his heart? That you curse and yell at someone in your heart. Hmm? You don't have the guts to say them out, but you say whatever you want to in your heart. And you yell at them and you give them a speech and you give them a lecture and you give them every answer to whatever they have to say 
in your heart, is that okay too? That's not okay either. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hears you, okay? And He watches you, He knows what you're saying, even when you don't utter it from your mouth. Even if you just whisper it into your heart. Like Allah says in the Qur'an, that وَنَعْلَمُ مَا تُوَسْوِسُ بِهِ نَفْسُهُ That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows what a person's heart whispers to him. So the conversation that's going on in your heart, Allah knows about that too. So it doesn't mean that you can say bad words in your heart or entertain bad speech in your mind. This is something that shouldn't be done neither in public nor in private. But why is public mentioned over here? Why? Because that is worse. You know why that's worse? When you're saying something bad in your heart or when you're alone, for example, a person is alone at home, okay? Something falls down and they swear. And they say really bad words. All the swear words they know, they keep saying, they say, yeah, my mom's not here, my dad's not here, I can just say whatever I want. The thing is that when you say it openly, publicly, before other people, then you are also making other people a witness to your sin. When you're alone, okay, there's no other person to witness your sin. But when you're doing it openly, then you're making others a witness Okay? They will testify against you or for you. You're making their ears a witness. Alright? And moreover, publicly when a person says bad words, he says them to others. Isn't it? When he says them in front of others, he's saying it to them. Even if a person is just, you know, going on by himself, talking to himself, saying bad words, why is he saying that? To make other people hear that I'm really upset. Isn't it? That a person is not saying to someone that, oh, you are like this, or you are like this, or you are like this. No. They're going on and on by themselves. You know, like people talk to themselves. So they're talking to themselves, but they're saying bad words. Why? In front of others. To indirectly tell them. To indirectly address them with those words. So this is why evil words should not be said in front of other people. Because this will cause other people to get hurt. It will hurt their feelings. When you're angry at someone, okay, you're angry, but it doesn't mean you say whatever you want to. Because if you will do that, you will end up hurting other people, their feelings. Correct? So this is why, لا يحب الله الجهر بالسوء من القول إلا except. There's only one exception. Which exception? Man zulima, the one who was wronged. Meaning, the only case where a person is allowed to say something like this publicly is when he is a victim of oppression. When he is a victim of injustice. When he is genuinely oppressed. So in this case, he will say bad words openly for two reasons. One of two reasons. First of all, to respond to the injustice of the one who has wronged him. So for example, someone is humiliating an individual in a gathering. Okay? There's ten people in that gathering, one person, he picks on someone and he starts humiliating them. So he says, you're like this, and your mother is like this, and your dad's like this, and look at your nose, and look at your hair, and look at your clothes. You don't know anything, and you just think too much of yourself, and you did this, and you did that. So this person is sitting silently. So what does he do? No, I think you're like that. Okay, so he responds in the same way. He says, no, I think you're like that. You call me ignorant, I think you're ignorant. You call me intolerant, I think you're intolerant. You say, I don't know anything, I think you don't know anything. Okay, so he responds to the evil words. How? In the same way. Now this is something that is permissible. Okay, but how much is permissible? Only as much as was said to the person. Meaning he shouldn't say, yeah, you call me ignorant, you're not just ignorant, you're also foolish, and you're an idiot, and you're this, and you're this, and you're this, and he goes on and on. No. It should only be as much as they have said to you. Remember that hadith in which the Jewish person, he said, assalamu alaykum, and the Prophet wasallam said, wa alaykum. And the same to you. Alright? And the same to you. And Aisha radiallahu anha, how did she respond? وَعَلَيْكُمْ السَّامُ وَاللَّعْنَ She said, and la'na be on you too. Now this is something that's not correct. Okay? You should only say as much as the other has 
said to you. Because in the Quran, Allah says in Surah Shura, Ayah 41, Whoever avenges himself after having been wronged, then there is no sin against them. Meaning if you're just taking revenge, then there's no sin on you. Likewise, somebody is arguing with you. And they raise their voice. So you also raise your voice, but only as much as they have raised their voice. Okay? They are being very upset with you, so you also become upset with them, but only as much as they're upset, not more than that. Because sometimes what happens is, that someone has just irritated us by, let's say, an action of theirs. And then we go on lecturing them. We go on yelling at them. And we sound so foolish when we're doing that. Try to have someone record you when you're angry. Okay? And these days, alhamdulillah, we have recorders everywhere. On your phone or whatever. So have someone, like maybe your spouse or your brother or your sister, have them record you when you're angry. And then listen to yourself. Listen to yourself how foolish you sound. And you will be embarrassed by listening to yourself even. So the only exception is for the one who has been wronged and he will only say as much as was said to him. The other way, the other option that this person has is that he will complain to someone. Because remember that backbiting, talking bad about someone, talking about them something that they do not like, is something that's not allowed. And that falls in the category of al-jahr bisu' min al-qawl. Correct? So if somebody has wronged you, they have hurt you, they have been unfair with you, and you want help. So you go to someone and you tell them about what so-and-so person did. You're complaining to them. Why are you complaining to them? Because you have been treated unjustly and you want help. So is it okay for you to mention such a thing about another? Yes. Is it okay for you to mention their wrong before someone else to seek help? Yes, it is. So when a person is complaining to someone in order to seek help, okay, that is also permissible. That is not considered backbiting. Okay? But remember one thing. It should only be before those who can actually help you. Okay? It should only be before those who can help you, not before those who can do nothing. So for example, there's a woman, she's having problems with her husband or her family. So what she does, she goes and talks to her friends about it. You know, my husband, this is what he said to me. Can you imagine? He's supposed to be my husband and this is what he said to me and this is how he's treating me. And she's like, yeah, I feel so bad for you and men, you know, they're like this. Just ignore him and you should do this instead. I mean, the friend cannot do anything. If it's a friend who can give you some advice on how to deal with that problem, that's a different story. Now on the other hand, the same woman, she goes to, let's say, her older brother seeking his help, okay, in her marital problems. And he can help her. He can help her. So in that case, is it okay for her to say things about her husband to her brother? Is it okay? Yes, it is. It's permissible. Alright? And we can also complain to someone else. Who can we complain to? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So for example, a person has been hurt by someone, really wronged by them. So what does he do? He makes dua to Allah that, Oh Allah, please get my right from this individual. Oh Allah, please make this individual understand. Oh Allah, please help me against them. Please save me from their oppression. Please reward me for my suffering. Please replace my suffering with something else, with something better. So when a person complains to Allah about another individual. Is that okay? Yes, it is. So much so, that it is said that a person may even pray against the zalim, against the oppressor. Meaning, a person may also make dua to Allah, that, oh Allah, the oppressor, what he has done to me, you do the same to him. Okay? The harm that he has caused me, you cause him the same harm. However, some scholars, they dislike this. For example, Hassan al-Basri, he said that one should not invoke Allah for curses against whoever has wronged him. Rather, he should make dua, Oh Allah, help me against him and take my right from him. Meaning he should not say, Oh Allah, curse him, curse her, you know, punish her. 
make her suffer because she has done this to me or she has said this to me. Don't make such du'as. Instead, make different du'as, which is that, Oh Allah, help me against her. Help me against him. Please take my right from him or from her and give it to me. So this is something that is better. So, إِلَّا مَنْ ظُلِمْ Except for the one who has been wronged. So the one who has been oppressed, he can say words that are generally not acceptable. Why? In order to seek help. Now we learned that there was a man whose neighbor was not a good person at all. His neighbor would harass him a lot. So this person, he complained and he asked for advice that what should he do? So he was told, take all of your stuff, all of your luggage, all of your possessions and put them in the street. So that's what this person did. He went home, got everything out, put it in the street. And the neighborhood, everybody started asking him, that, what's the matter? He said, my neighbor. This neighbor of mine, he has made my life so miserable, I don't think I can live here anymore. So then what happened? All the people, they went and rebuked the neighbor that why do you treat him like this? Why have you made his life miserable? So then what happened? His neighbor, he went and apologized and the things were better. Now, this person, he invited help in a different way. Okay? And he did say something bad about his neighbor, even though it was true, he said it, and generally it would not be acceptable. But because he was being oppressed, this is why it was okay for him to say it. So, لا يحب الله الجهر بالسوء من القول إلا من ظلم. Allah says, وَكَانَ اللَّهُ سَمِيعًا عَلِيمًا And Allah is ever hearing and knowing. What does it mean? That He hears all that you say. And He knows all that is going on. He hears all that you say to yourself in your heart what you utter from your mouth, what you say to people. He knows how accurate it is, how exaggerated it is, how untrue it is. He knows. وَكَانَ اللَّهُ سَمِيعًا عَلِيمًا Because sometimes what happens is that if a person is oppressed, he is suffering because of another, and they go and complain to someone, what happens? They add details that are not true. Or they exaggerate the problem and present it in such a terrible way that people would think, that the oppressor is someone so wicked. Whereas in reality, that's not true. Like for example, the way generally women complain about their husbands is amazing. They portray their husbands as if they are the most evil people who walk on this planet. As if they are selfish, as if they have nothing to do in this life except for torture their wives. And this is injustice towards the husbands. Speak fairly. Always speak fairly. And fear Allah concerning what you say. Because the details that you give, they better be accurate. If they're not accurate, then remember, you become the zalim. You know that? If you say something that's not true, then you become the oppressor. In a hadith we learn, the Prophet ﷺ said, that whatever words are uttered by those who curse each other, then he who started it will carry the burden of it. Unless the one who was wronged transgresses the limit. Unless the one who was wronged transgresses the limit. Meaning, he says more than was said to him. He says more than was true and accurate. So in that case, he is more sinful. He is more responsible. So what do we learn in this ayah? What's the message of this ayah? What's the take-home message? Come on, you're not fasting like Maryam a.s. Maryam, when she gave birth to Isa a.s., she was told that if anyone says something to you, فَقُولِي إِنِّي نَذَرْتُ لِلرَّحْمَانِ صَوْمًا فَلَنْ أُكَلِّمَ الْيَوْمَ إِنْسِيَّةِ That say that, indeed I am fasting today for the most merciful, so I shall not speak to any human being. So this has been abrogated. Okay? Such fasts, we don't keep them. Okay? So you are allowed to speak and you must speak. Okay? You're supposed to refrain from eating and drinking, but not from talking. Especially talking about good things, saying good words. So, what's the lesson from this ayah? Yes? Okay? That we see that a person should not say words that are inappropriate. Meaning that there is no allowance in our religion for any Muslim to say something bad about another 
or to another publicly. You're not allowed to humiliate someone publicly. You're not allowed to say something bad to someone publicly. And you're not allowed to talk about someone in bad terms publicly. And publicly means before one individual or two individuals, or it means putting it on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. You're not allowed to say bad things about others. Saira? We also see that Allah is al-adal, justice, you know, um, if tit for tat, but uh, bil-maruf, in the recognized way. Yes. So if a person has been dealt with injustice, he is allowed to speak up. Go ahead. Assalamu alaikum. Also, it's a bad da'wah. If we talk by bad word, we're giving bad da'wah, special children. We have to be careful in front of children. If we swear, if we yes. say any bad word, you know, it's a bad da'wah. Yes, that bad words, one of the reasons why we're not allowed to say them before others is because others will pick up on them. When we say them, others are hearing them. And when they will hear them, it will be recorded in their memory. And eventually, it will come out of their mouths. And it's not necessary that children are the only ones who will pick up the bad words. Even adults can. Isn't it so? Does it happen to you that you're spending too much time with someone and there are certain words that this individual uses in their vocabulary, in their daily language. So what happens? You start saying those words as well. Does it happen? For example, if a friend of yours says like, like, like too much, then what happens? You start saying like, like, like too much too. Right? Yes. Especially uh, in our society, like bullying and backbiting and jealousy, unfortunately it has become really common. So I was just recalling uh, dua, because when we believe that then no one can harm you or no one can benefit you until he really wants it. So uh, I was just recalling a dua that Allahumakfinihim bima shaita. So that's the dua that we should all recite and we should all, I mean, uh, remember that, that it's only Allah who can always protect you. Exactly, that when you were the victim of somebody's insults, of somebody's mockery, of somebody's bullying, then seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's help. We should watch our words because sometimes our words becomes action. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was just thinking that how natural our deen is. This is just common sense. Yet we have such hard time accepting these rules. Yes, that this is common sense. I mean, no bad words are accepted, they're tolerated anywhere. Okay, Especially places which are serious, academic. You don't tolerate such words, such speech. So how can we tolerate such words in our homes, in our families, in our daily conversations between our friends, this is something that's not acceptable. People post their pictures on Facebook, and I know some other people, they copy and paste and forward to others, and make up stories about the pictures, judge people according to what they see. That just because we have seen a picture of someone, you know, making up things, fabricating lies about someone, this is also jahr bisu, min al-qawl. So, لَا يُحِبُّ اللَّهُ الْجَهْرَ بِالسُّوءِ مِنَ الْقَوْلِ إِلَّا مَنْ ظُلِمُ وَكَانَ اللَّهُ سَمِيعًا عَلِيمًا Now, one is that a person says something about someone that is bad, but it's true. It is true. And generally this is what we say to ourselves. But she is like that. Right? And she deserves it. She really made me upset, so she deserves it. And she has hurt me so much that no matter what I say to her, it can never be enough. Right? This is what we say. This is how we allow ourselves to say harsh words, to say rude words, to say bad words. So then does it mean that you're only allowed to say bad words when they're untrue? If they're untrue, that is worse. Because what is that? Slander, false accusation. That is much worse. So don't say it whether it is true or untrue. Whether you feel really bad and hurt or you don't feel hurt. No matter how you're feeling, no matter how wrong the other person is, don't say it unless you are seeking help. And speak only to those who can help you. And say only that which is correct. Sayyid? You know, when we're backbiting, we justify it by saying, oh, well, I can say this to her face. It's not a big deal. But it is a big deal because even if you do say it to her face, you're still wrong because you're hurting her. Yes, and remember that even if you have the guts to say it to their face, Allah doesn't like it. 
He does not approve of it. Remind yourself, لا يحب الله. Allah does not like this action. And if Allah does not like it, He disapproves of it, He will get angry with it, He will get upset because of it, then that means we are calling His punishment upon ourselves. And this is something serious. So, لا يحب الله الجهر بالسوء من القول إلا من ظلم وكان الله سميعا عليما إن تبدو خيرا أو تخفوه If instead you show some good or conceal it تبدو from إبدا بادال واو And what does that mean? To expose, to reveal, to express something. So if you show it, if you do it out openly, if you say it إن تبدو خيرا And what is خيراً? Good, right? So if you do a good action, if you say a good word, if you show it, in tubudu khayran, aw tukhfuhu, or you hide it. Tukhfu from ikhfa, And that means to conceal something. Meaning, you conceal a good word. You conceal a good action. Now one way is jahr bisu. Okay? One way is to express to do evil. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us about the other way, which is far better. Which is when a person, tubudu khayran, he expresses good. Meaning he says good openly. Or he hides it in his heart. When a person has been wronged, when a person has been treated unfairly, there are two reactions. One is that he takes revenge, he speaks up, he says whatever he feels like, Okay? And the other way is of khair. That a person says only good. A person entertains only good thoughts about someone. How? That instead of yelling at them, saying something good, something positive, in a low voice. Instead of getting angry in your heart, giving them the benefit of the doubt in your heart. Like for example, there is a person and you feel that they constantly interfere in your business. Whatever you're doing, they just have to come and do something where you're working. Right? Come over there as an excuse and just look at what you're doing and interfere and mock at you later on or find faults in the work that you're doing. So what happens? You're working, you're doing something and there they come. And as they come, you just want to turn around and give it to them. Okay? But then, you choose the other option. Tubudu khayran. You say something, Assalamu alaikum, how are you doing? And if you're not at that level, no way, I can't say that. Then at least say something good in your heart. And what is that? Maybe they need something from here. You know what? I'm going to ignore them and I'm going to do my work. You entertain a good thought. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they are here for some other reason. Maybe they're passing by. Maybe they forgot something of theirs over here. So, in tubudu khayran, awtukhfuhu. And the best thing is, awtarfu an su'in. That you pardon their evil. Tarfu, ayn fa wow, afu. You completely forgive them for their wrong. Meaning, you forgive them for whatever they've done in the past. You clean your heart of any evil that they've done. You rid any bad thoughts, bad feelings against them. Tarfu an su'in. Then, فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ Then indeed Allah كَانَ عَفُوًّا قَدِيرًا He is ever pardoning and competent. What does it mean? That such a person will find Allah pardoning and forgiving. And he should remember that Allah is قَدِير. That He has all the power, the strength, the ability to punish us when we do wrong. But yet, doesn't He forgive us? Don't we want forgiveness from Him? That's what we want. So why don't we forgive someone else's wrong? We may have the power of words to use against them. We may have the strength to raise our voice and yell at them. We may have the confidence to speak up and defend ourselves and humiliate them. But remember that Allah is also Qadir. And if He started catching us on every little mistake and sin of ours, then what would be our state? What would be our state? So then what's better? That we forgive others so that we can be forgiven. We give them the benefit of the doubt so that Allah will also overlook our mistakes. 
We show them goodness so that Allah will also show us goodness. In tubudu khayran aw tukhfuhu aw ta'fu an su'in fa inna Allah kana afuwan qadira. Now the thing is that the first command that was given that the person who has been wronged, he has the permission to speak up, he has the allowance to say bad things in revenge or to seek help. Now this is an allowance. Okay, this is a rukhsa. For who? For those who cannot be patient. For those who cannot forgive. Okay? For those who cannot move on. For those who cannot get over it, basically. For those who have little hearts. Okay? For those who are not tolerant. But then there is another option that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us over here. And this is of azimah. This is the level of nobleness. This is the highest form of character. Which is that when someone does bad, then you say good. When someone treats unfairly, you react positively. And if you cannot react positively outwardly, then what do you do? You at least entertain a good thing in your heart, a positive thing in your heart. And the best is that you forgive the person for their wrong. Because you remember, you know what? I've also done many wrong things. You know, generally what happens is that there are two kinds of people. One are people whom we like. Okay? And then there is another group of people whom we don't like. Some people are in our good books and other people are in our bad books. Okay? So what happens is that the person who is in our good books, if they do something bad, generally what do we do? It's okay. Never mind. No problem. Isn't it? Isn't that how we react generally? But then the person who is in our bad books, if they do something that is wrong, that is bad, and even if it's something very minor, what happens? We don't tolerate it at all. So something is this small, it appears to be like a mountain before us. Because somebody has hurt us previously, now they do something, they say something, we remember everything that had happened in the past. And because of that, we don't want to forgive them. We don't want to forgive them. And everything that has taken place so far, it starts to play in your memory. So at that time, you need to stop that. You need to stop that replay. Okay? And you need to tell yourself, I have also done many wrong things. And you need to make yourself, force yourself to give them the benefit of the doubt. You have to force yourself to entertain positive thoughts about them. And this, my dear sisters, is better for you. You know why? Because you will be satisfied. You will be at peace. The person whom you don't like, they come doing their own business. They come and they go. And here you are burning inside. Literally burning inside. And they are fine. They're fine. They're going about happy, uh, whatever. And there you are suffering in your pain, in your anger, and down in your depression. So get out of it. Move on. Stop that replay. Don't think again and again. Whatever has happened in the past has happened. Ditch it. Flush it down the toilet. It's gone. And think about now. Worry about now and the future. And remember that Allah is afuwan and qadiran. He is pardoning and also fully capable. Let me share a personal story with you. Somebody once managed to convince me to do something. Okay? And I wasn't supposed to do it. They somehow managed me to convince it. And they kind of made me commit to it. Okay? And I gave my commitment. And then what happened that they said, I'm going to do the work with you. I'm going to do this project with you. And eventually, they left. Slowly, one excuse after the other, they stopped doing it. And at the end, the whole thing was on me. I had to do the whole thing myself. Until today sometimes when I think about that individual, I think, look at how they cheated me. Look at how they made me do the whole thing and look at how they cheated me. They put my name on the paper that I have to do this and this and this and they have to do this and this and this and they never did anything thereafter and the whole thing came upon me. The whole project was left to me. The whole, the entire work was left to me. Until today, this morning only, just their thought came to my mind and I was hurt inside my heart. I was hurt. Till today, like I feel that hurt. And this morning only, I promised myself that no, 
I'm not going to think like this about them again. Because this thing happened almost a decade ago. They probably never did it with an evil intention. Maybe they wanted to do the work as well. And perhaps their reason for getting out of that was genuine. And here I am thinking that they cheated me, they deceived me, they made me commit, and they made excuses and they got out of it, and they left the whole work to me. Till today I am the one who's suffering, I should get out of it. So the thing is that you have to think positively about other people. Tell yourself that you don't know their intentions. Tell yourself that you don't know about the heart of the person, why they did something or why they said something. So when you don't know, you should not entertain evil thoughts about them. Because لَهَا مَا كَسَبَتْ وَلَكُمْ مَا كَسَبْتُمْ You will have what you earn. So the evil feelings that we keep in our hearts, we have to answer Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for them. Not the other person. Also when we forgive others and we think a good way about others, it feels so good. Yes. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also He said uh, in Quran, رَبَّنَا لَا تَجْعَلْ فِي قُلُوبِنَا غِلٌّ لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا رَبَّنَا إِنَّكَ رَؤُوفُ Yes. That we should not have any kind of rancor, any kind of hatred for other people in our hearts because this is something that imprisons you. You know the word غِل, which is used for the rancor, the hatred of the heart, غِل is from the same root, أغلال. أغلال are fetters, chains. So when you entertain hatred for someone in your heart, then it's as though you have chained yourself, you have locked yourself. So when you get over it, when you forgive them, then it's as though you have freed yourself. When you will free yourself, you'll be happy, you'll be at peace, you'll be able to move on. But what happens when we don't forgive others? It's as though we have tied ourselves, we have chained ourselves to those miseries. We have chained ourselves to those miseries. Unlock yourself, free yourself, and you'll be able to move on and forget the mistakes of others. But who can do this? Someone who remembers their own mistakes. That once you've forgiven someone, once you have overcome what they've said to you, what they've done to you, then what happens is that you close the doors to many more evils that may come in the future. First of all, you stop yourself from backbiting. Right? Second of all, when you have cleaned your heart, then when you will see them in the future, when you will meet them in the future, you will be on good terms with them. Because if you have bad feelings in your heart, then what will happen? You will never be able to get along with that individual. Until you forgive someone, you can never be on good terms with them. Yes? parent, right? But for them it's not good. You can forgive, but who will correct them? And we have a culture of, you know, parents are never wrong. If you tell your parent, you know, this is evil, Allah said not to do this, they get very angry. Okay. So for example, someone is doing something wrong. They're oppressing you. They're harming you. And if you forgive them, if you entertain only positive thoughts about them, then they will continue in their wrong and you will continue to suffer. Right? Or today you're suffering, and tomorrow somebody else will suffer. Now remember, this is basically that, you know, generally like what people say, that you'll be a pushover, and other people will do whatever they want to. Right? Now remember, that there's two kinds of people, or there's two kinds of situations. One is, where, when you will speak up. Okay? When you will defend, when you will argue, or when you will show to the other their fault, it will actually make a difference. Why? Because they listen to you, or they might listen to you, they may accept what you're saying. It's worth a shot, it's worth a try. Okay? It will work. For example, it's a child. They're doing something wrong, you have to discipline them. Somebody younger than you, they're doing something wrong, you have to discipline them. Could be a parent even, they're doing something wrong, and you talk to them, and you explain to them. Okay? Then there is a different situation, which is that no matter what you say, no matter what you do, it's not going to make a difference. Because think about it, if we're not able to change our habits, then how do we expect that because of our anger, somebody will change their habits? Think about it. 
How can we expect that because of our lectures and our yelling and our bad words, they will change their bad habits? And sometimes what happens is that no matter what you tell someone, no matter how much you explain to them, no matter how angry you become with them, they don't change. They don't change. So in that case, what's the solution? That you live in your misery? What should you do? Accept them the way they are and deal with it. Deal with it doesn't mean that you should be sad and depressed and crying all the time and talking bad about them all the time. No, it means worry about other things. Do something else to keep you busy. Because the person who is a source of negative energy, okay, don't let them make you become a source of negative energy as well. If they are bad, don't let their bad actions make you bad. That if they're hurting someone, your existence eventually causes other people to get hurt. This is what happens. That for example, when people have problems in their family, right? they don't get over it. And what happens is that they affect their own families in the future with the same problems. Yes. I remember a long time ago in my life when I was much younger and I was more like rebellious. I was not very close to a family member. And I used to think bad thoughts about her. Like I used to think like they're like this, they're like that, and they hate me, and they don't let me do this, and blah, blah, blah. But I don't know, like all it took was a good thought, and from there many, many good thoughts about that person. And now I'm so close to her. Alhamdulillah. That's all it took. And then it's like the doors of love kind of open. Yes, it happens. It's true for so many people, so many relationships. Because the thing is that shaitan, what he tries to do, one of his tricks is that he causes problems between relationships. Because the thing is that when the relationships are corrupted, then what will happen? A person can never be at peace. He will cry here, he will be depressed here, he will be sad here, he will be talking bad to someone here. He cannot worry about other things. He's so lost in that bad relationship, he's so lost in his problem, that he can't think about anything different. You mentioned two options that you can calm down or you can get angry at them. I think that the third option would be to take it out on someone else. Yes. Like if you get, you're get you extremely angry, you argue with your husband, and then after you just go to work or classes, and then after someone drops their pencil under your table, you get irritated and you start yelling at them. Yes. And that is also not right. Because that is also jahr bisu' min al-qaw. So either we yell at people who have hurt us, who have angered us, or we take out that anger on other poor innocent people who have nothing to do with that problem. And they're like, what happened? Like poor children, sometimes they don't know what's what's going on. Like why is their mom talking the way she's talking? Yes. Assalamu alaikum. Uh, there's a incident like once there was a gathering and a person came on stage and he cracked the choke mm-hmm. and everyone started laughing like anything and then he cracked the choke again this like second time and then half of the people laughed then he did it the third time then few people laughed then he did the fourth time then one or two people laughed then he did the sixth seventh eighth tenth time everyone was like bored and everyone was asking like why are you doing this so he told when i cracked the same joke 10 times no one laughed on the 10th time right then why do people cry on the same bad incident like a hundred times yeah. This is so true. If you've heard a joke for the first time, you'll laugh. You'll hear it again, you'll laugh less. You'll hear it again and the humor and the laughter will reduce. Right? So why is it that a disaster that happened 10 years ago, every time we think about it, we're crying. And we feel that pain in the heart. And we get filled up with you know, anger against the person who hurt us. Assalamu alaikum. Uh, there's a hadith Rasulullah told us that you should help Zalim and Muslim both Muslim um, everybody knows but the Zalim by stopping him and advising him and telling him that uh, right way exactly that if someone is oppressing then it's your obligation to go and stop them to advise them but sometimes what happens is that you advise the oppressor you seek somebody's help against them they go and talk to them and what do their closest family members say? They've always been like this. You can't change them. They've always been like this. Then what do you need? You need Allah's help to get out of that situation. 
And that will take time. Right? It will come when it is due. You want it to come immediately. But there is a fixed time for everything. And there is a reason why you have to go through that suffering. It's a learning experience for you. Always remember, when you're hurt by people, and you can't do anything to defend yourself, you're trying. And doesn't it happen? So many women in their marriage, on the hands of their husbands or their families, they suffer. They suffer. And no matter what they do, they can't get out of it. They try one option after the other. They cannot get out of it. So in this situation, instead of being sad and depressed all the time, they should busy themselves with good things, okay? Do something to occupy themselves, and inshallah, soon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will create a way out. But until that way is made, don't suffer. In the sense that don't force that suffering upon yourself. Don't force that suffering upon yourself. Choose to be happy. And even if you are the most oppressed person, remember Yusuf alayhi salam, he was locked up in the jail. Can you imagine if somebody takes your freedom away from you? Locks you up in a jail that you can't even go out? Alhamdulillah, none of us suffers in that manner today. He suffered in that way. But still, we see that the inmates, the people who were in the prison with him, what did they say to him? Inna nalaka min muhsinin. We see you of those who do ihsan. We see you as a very good person. He still did good when he was in the prison. And he received his prophethood also, it is said, in that time. So no matter what you're suffering from, remember that there is a way out that Allah can make for you. But you have to ask Him and you have to do those things which will bring about His help. Remember Yusuf salam in the Qur'an, what do we learn? That one of the inmates, because of his dream, Yusuf salam he said that you will be freed. Right? So he said to him that mention me to your master. When you're free, don't forget to mention my case to your master. Shaitan made him forget to remember Allah at that time. One of the interpretations is that Yusuf should not have asked that man. He should have relied upon Allah alone. And this is what happens with us. We go on talking to this person and that person and this person and that person. Hoping that somehow from somewhere... Somebody will do something and all our problems will go away. No. Ask Him. Cry before Him. Beg Him for help. And His help will come. But you have to ask Him. Assalamualaikum. I think one of the worst things you can do for yourself is to harbor bad thoughts about other people. And I learned this a lot in psychology at university. That when you do that, it's like it's mind over body always. So you're harming yourself and you might get into depression just by thinking bad things about other people and constantly keeping that in your mind. And it might lead to anxiety issues, it might lead to sleepless nights, it might lead to like immune system which is not working properly. So you're doing that to yourself. So you have to be careful, you have to free yourself of yes. those thoughts. Yes, that it doesn't just affect you mentally, emotionally, but it affects you physically. Physically, does it happen to you that somebody says something and then you take it too hard and then you can't work? You can't do anything? I'll just endorse what my sister just said. And medically it has proven one of my friends is a PhD in clinical psychology and she's working in California as a psychologist. And once she's told me that it's, we tell our patients to do uh, therapy, a thought therapy kind of a thing in which we ask them to stop thinking negative. And keep practicing it I mean, in, in your routine, in your lives, that whenever some negative thought comes in your mind, you just stop it right there and then and start thinking about some pleasant thing or some yes. pleasant hopes. So that actually works. Yes. That replace the bad thought with a good thought. Aisha? Assalamu alaikum. Um, you know the suffering that you were talking about? If we think when we are being suffered, if we think of Prophet that he is the Prophet of Allah and the most beloved by Allah and he was suffered the most, yes. it gives you peace in your heart, yes. right? That uh, you are not being suffered anything close. And yes. also when you think that Allah only tests people who he loves, yes. then you love your suffering because you're thinking in your heart that Allah loves me, like yes. he chose me out of so many people to be tested. And also I heard a statement, I don't know if it's right or wrong, that when you want to you know, forgive people, I think of that statement that if you want Allah to forgive you, then you should forgive people. Because he is afuun qadira, right? Zainab? I was just thinking that when someone says something offensive to us, we take it so 
offensively, right? And, you know, we think about it, that, okay, you know what, forgiving this person, that's the last thing on my list. But I was just thinking about how Abu Bakr radiallahu anh, he was told that, don't you love that Allah forgives you as well? Yeah. So he'll forgive. And he forgave the person who slandered his daughter, accused her of fornication. Imagine, how hurt he must have been. And this person, he used to support him financially. Go ahead. Yesterday I was uh, watching a webcast on Rasulullah Sallam and the section that they did was on his um, journey to Ta'if and how the people kicked him out of the city and threw stones at him. And it was the speaker, he was talking about when Rasulullah was making dua to Allah. And he was explaining that dua by pardon. And there was one part that explained, it was so beautiful that he was saying that Rasulullah did not make dua against those people. Rather, he was saying that Allah helped me in my shortcomings and the mistakes that I might have made. So he sort of made dua for himself. He never made dua against those people. Because many times it happens that when we suffer at the hands of other people, it could be because of our own shortcomings, because of our own wrong things. I just saw this saying on the in my high school. It, was, it says that positive people don't put others down. I don't know where that thing came Positive from. people don't put others down. And then, yes. um, like, my dad normally tells me, just say this, like, husband alive, and name of name of Allah, and name of Yes. That Allah is sufficient for me, the best protector He is, and the best helper He is. So, whenever you are suffering at the hands of somebody, don't pity yourself at that time. Rather, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's help over there. And forgiving someone who has wronged you, it may seem as though you are humiliating yourself. But remind yourself of this hadith. The Prophet ﷺ said, No charity shall ever decrease wealth. And Allah will only increase the honor of a servant who forgives others. And he who is humble for Allah's sake, then Allah will elevate his status. The Prophet ﷺ also said, I guarantee a house in the surroundings of paradise for a man who avoids quarreling even if he were in the right. Someone who is right, but he avoids the argument for the sake of Allah. Such a person will get a house in the surroundings of paradise. And someone once asked Ibn Umar anhu that how many times should you forgive someone? I mean, there's a limit to how many times you can excuse someone. And he said, Forgive them 70 times. Forgive them 70 times. Once you've forgiven them 70 times, then think about raising your voice. Recitation. La yuhibbu Allahu al-jahra bis-su'i min al-qawli illa man-zulim wa kana Allahu sami'an alima تبدو خيرا أو تخفوه أو تعفو عن سوء فإن الله كان عفوا قديرا